There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. Today, we're talking with Kimberly Late, and she's channeling Mother Gaia, Mother Earth. And we are talking about a issue that everyone thinks about from time to time. It's like, what are these limiting beliefs we have around food or supplements or things we put into our body? And what should we do about these things? This is a question from Nancy and Joshua and Mother Gaia or Gaia. We'll answer, we'll see two perspectives, we'll put them all together, and we'll figure it all out by the end of the show. Welcome, Kimberly. How are you this morning? I'm great, thank you. Hi, everybody. Awesome. Kimberly lives in Australia, so it's really early for her, and it's just, well, it's tomorrow for you, on Tuesday, on Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> I, I was just telling Gary, I was just watching the uh, partial lunar eclipse here, it was visible here in Sydney. So that was very cool. Awesome. Prior to our session, and now it'll be a full moon in about 20 minutes. Very good. Okay, so let's get ahead. We got two very long answers, so we'll go ahead and talk about this question. It's a long question with two long answers, so we'll take it from here. All right, so let's see. Nancy asks, if you can only reduce the intensity of a limiting belief but never really get rid of it, does it negatively affect you at all? For example, if I hold the limiting belief that sugar isn't good for me and I do the work to reduce the intensity of it, what will happen if I start eating sugar regularly? Are there any foods that all human bodies just don't do well on? Are there any foods that are required for the body? I assume water is one, of the, is one so there are others. Maybe I should re rephrase that to mean foods containing certain vitamins and minerals at certain minimal levels. We are hearing that our food supply no longer contains the levels of vitamins and minerals that it used to due to farming practices, et cetera. And we need to use supplements so we don't become deficient. Is that a concern? What about chemicals in our food supply like Roundup? Supposedly, these chemicals are even slowing up the breast milk of mothers or showing up in the breast milk of mothers in remote areas of the world where Roundup has never been used. Will these chemicals only negatively affect those who worry about them? I am wondering what the effect of all the cell towers, cell phones, and the new 5G network will have on our bodies over time. I know some people who seem to be affected by the energy in negative ways. Is this just a limiting belief held by these people, and therefore I shouldn't be concerned about it? With gratitude and love, Nancy. All right, so this is a very common question, and people are talking about this stuff all the time. I never pay any attention to it. Um, I don't, you know, personally use Roundup, so I think I'm good. But I did hear, you know, this is all these limiting beliefs that we have about things we hear. 
not things we actually have any experience with or even do any research about. But, mm. you know, that's why I don't watch the news anymore because you can get influenced by other people's limiting beliefs. And we have to start adopting them willy-nilly. We soon show up being totally frightened by everything that we put in our body, and then we get mm-hmm. really confused. Yeah, that's why. In like 5G network, I mean, it's only just being rolled out here in Australia. We have one of the main telcos only just installing it now in Australia. But um, I'm seeing some social media posts, but no one's actually talking about it. So it's quite interesting how it's being talked about a lot, I guess, in the US, is it? And it's not really... No, not at all. I've never heard that there's a problem with this. But then again, I don't pay attention to that stuff. Um, But I'm surprised. Well, see, they have a lot of fake 5G so I'm, I'd be surprised if there's real 5G there. Uh, apparently, <laughs> they're just starting 5G in, in China, which is way ahead of us. And oh, okay. scrambling to catch up, but we don't, we're not anywhere near it now, not for, for years down the line. Um, but there's a couple carriers who are saying they have 5G, but that's all. Mm, fair enough. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> now, there's a bunch of questions in here that – you know, you can hear these things and then you adopt these beliefs. Mm-hmm. But do you really even go through the effort to research any of the stuff? You know, I remember Joshua had a question one time on one of the Joshua cruises and the people are like, what about GMOs, genetically modified foods? And, I'm, and Joshua was like, uh, well, you can look at the negative aspect all you want. Or you can look at the positive aspect all you want. And it's not about what it actually is because nothing is true or false. These are all just beliefs. And you either have a beneficial belief or a limiting belief. And so you could look at golden rice, for instance, which has saved the lives of countless babies in Asia or around the world because it's fortified, whatever. You know, so there's so, there's so many positive things and and but we tend to look at the negative ramifications of everything in fear. Mm-hmm. And if you are generally in fear of things, you're going to find the fear because you're aligned with fear rather than aligned with love. That's right. And what I find as well um, as part of the awakening journey, I experienced this, and I think a lot of and I've seen this. It, a lot of people also experience this in spiritual communities. Is that part of the awakening process? You start to see behind the veil. And while you start to do that, you start questioning, you know, your environment and society, you know, you go into conspiracy theories, you, you look at how the government's doing us wrong and you kind of go down the rabbit hole a little bit. You know, I experienced this a number of years ago <laughs> and I think it's actually part of the journey as well until you realize that it's actually all an illusion yeah. and that we want. So I feel that, you know, some of us actually do go through that just so we can realize it actually is an illusion. So... Nothing matters more than, you know, your belief system and your perception of reality, and you have control over that. Okay, well, that's that's my take on it from the get-go. So let's see what Gaia has to say about that. And uh, did you channel Gaia on purpose? Did you, like, reach out to Gaia, or, or did that just come through? Yeah, so basically um, not knowing who was going to come through, I was literally just reading the question and then Gaia just popped in my mind. And because I've had a lot of practice with this, I know there's actually clear guidance and I have like this inner knowing as well as, you know, Gaia 
popping into my mind that this is the being coming through. And uh, yeah, and also I confirmed that as well, just to, just to, <laughs> just to ensure there's no one else who's wanting to come through. And yeah, so that's part of how I channel is that they just pop into your mind and that's guidance. Yeah, because you wouldn't want to channel Monsanto. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Monsanto's like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. There's no problem. It's all good. Don't worry about it. (laughs) No, it's it's interesting that I'm channeling Gaia because a lot of this relates to Earth and danger that's occurring as well. Yeah. All right. All right, go ahead. D1, everything is in harmony. Everything that is occurring on the lands, in the soils, in the air, in the waters is all part of a divine plan which you were born into. You chose to come here to experience life with all its dynamics, all its changes and all its perceived challenges. From your environment to what you expose yourself to, to the sustenance that you ingest. It is all part of a divine plan to evolve you in searching for truth, searching for perceived justice, and ultimately searching for yourself. Okay, so this is the consistent theme throughout all of this, is is everything is in harmony, everything is right, there is no wrong, but from our limited perspectives, We look at things from the point of fear and judge them as wrong. And that's part of our ascension process. It is. Most people get stuck there, though. They never come out of that, you know. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're spending a lot of time on, is helping people realize that their fears are irrational and that nothing can affect their reality other than those fears. The fears are what are really affecting you, not the actual things you're afraid of. That's more the illusion. That's right. And Gaia is actually perfect. We see that, oh, you know, the, uh, you know, the garbage in the ocean. Yes, if you're inspired to, to help clean that up and inspired to take action, then it's for you. But, you know, Gaia isn't hurting. The Mother Earth isn't, you know, a lot of people are saying that she's hurting and then what are we doing to the Earth? But Earth's in harmony and it's also going through changes, which we'll read on. Okay, good. As a human, you were born through the earth system into human form. As such, your systems within your body react and interact to stimuli in your environment, to the stimuli in your foods, waters, and in your overall reality. Through the process of human conditioning and the process of attaining wellness, many theories, practices and knowledge about the body has been explored in many ways. As part of this exploration, food and indigestible substances has been highlighted in your society as a path to wellness. There are, however, many paths leading to wellness, for wellness is a state that you are eternally at. However, the illusionary body form sees this as otherwise. As part of the wellness journey to exploring life in the most revitalized and aligned way, you have attached yourself to certain perceptions of what a healthy person is, what a healthy person should follow, and what a healthy person should avoid. Because of attachments to a healthy body, 
that are present, you allow a strong set of beliefs to be formed around your exploration as a healthy human being. Belief systems has a physiological response on the body. Therefore, if you have a set of strong beliefs around a condition, a food, an energy that is perceived as bad, your body will align with this belief and you will be part of this story. You will be part of the story that you can be harmed, that you can be unwell from your environment, your food chain and all that you are exposed to. It is up to you to choose another story. It is all an exploration of life in the form you were born into. Allow this exploration to guide you each step of the way in questioning your reality, questioning the very being that is you, questioning the fabric of your reality, question with curiosity, with the absence of judgment, and you will discover more of the illusion only for you to see it as that and explore what is beyond the veil. So that's a wonderful paragraph <clears throat> and points to your belief system. Your beliefs are responsible for the life you're living in all areas. And really the idea of this uh, healthy body, what that should look like is an attachment. If we're attached to something, then we'll use anything to control that condition to attain mm -hmm. what we're attached to. If we release this idea of this healthy body and just go with what we're guided to, then we will find the answers that we're seeking. The attachment is what causes fear. You know. Mm -hmm. did, you, did you ever see that uh, documentary, Supersize Me? No, I haven't. That's um, Michael Moore, is that no, right? No, it's another guy uh, who's now very famous and I forgot his name. He was a young guy, and so he was saying, you know, the fact that McDonald's is making these extra large fries and extra large drinks, it's contributing, if not responsible, for the obesity that's present in American life. And so he goes and just for, I don't know, I think it was a month, 30 days, just lives on nothing but uh, McDonald's. And if they say, if they ask him, do you want to supersize that, he'll, he has to say yes. That's his documentary, right? So he goes... Uh, first before he starts and he gets a checkup to check out his condition and then he goes at the end and he has like kidney failure and adrenal failure and all these problems yep. right but this perfectly matches the belief system of most Americans yet while he was there he interviewed lots of people that only ate at McDonald's and these people were thin and lean and, and for all outside circumstances perfectly healthy right it's, and that's what it is. That's how you can prove a belief is false because there are people who do these things all the time and they don't have any ill effects. There are people who smoke till the day they're 100 years old and have no ill effects. It's this belief system, and really a lot of it is stress, and all stress is self-induced. Stress is a product of control from your belief system. If you release these beliefs, you'll have much less stress and you'll ironically – regain the well-being that's inherent in your life anyway. 
Yeah, and, you know, everybody is different. So everybody responds to different stimuli. So for some people, they can eat McDonald's, but some people cannot. So it's about, you know, listening to your body. So we'll, we'll read more about that, but that's why it's very important to listen to the body, not to listen to others when it comes to food, which can be hard because, like you said, we are so attached to a healthy body. Yeah. Because of that, we um, everything that comes up in you know the fields of science and you know what's good for us and so forth, we we attach so much uh, importance to that that if we step out of line with that, then we judge ourselves most importantly, and that has the most detrimental effect is when you judge yourself on what you eat, and then because of that, you know, absolutely because you're eating out of fear. Body will follow. Yeah, Joshua's fourth book was called the Joshua Diet. And we're uh, working right now to turn it into a course. And Tracy, who is a, a fitness expert and uh, yoga instructor, is going to be teaching this course. And so I'm putting together with her a lot of the slide decks. And it's really interesting how it works out. But, but, but one of the two things that are really important to remember is that no nothing in physical reality is like anything else. Everything is unique, especially every person. And so what works for you may not work for someone else. And so you can't categorize anybody, not even 10 people, right? Um, the second thing is that part of the Joshua diet is between lunch and dinner, if you're eating lunch and dinner, you wait like three hours after lunch and three hours before you eat again, and you have one item of food by itself. And so I tried a bunch of different things, but three things I, I did this with was a banana, an apple, and an orange. Banana made my throat scratchy. An apple made um, hive kind of bumps on my wrists, and an orange um, made a rash on my arm. You know, mm. Now, I never realized that my body couldn't handle uh, fruit like that before. And then I thought about it, and I remember a whole bunch of instances where I had big problems freaking fruit juices. And one of my biggest problems, I was living to be this healthy person. In fact, I own uh, a chain of restaurants called Nature's Way Cafe, which is healthy eating for 20 years. And um, so I had this idea that protein shakes in the morning were like the best breakfast you could have, or juicing in the morning but I never tolerated that well. And especially the protein shakes, I would be starving by lunch. And what I realized was the banana that I would put in there, the frozen banana in every protein shake would just like supercharge my appetite. I would just burn through that sugar and be starving by lunch. So now I quit out all breakfast altogether mm. and mm -hmm. I'm intermittent, intermittent fasting. And generally I'm not hungry until dinner if then. My hunger is completely dissipated because of this. And this yeah. is something I was guided to that works for me. Yeah. And like, you know, a lot of people do have sensitivities to food. And for me, I can't eat meat yeah. because, because I was told that it's bad for you. Yes, I know there is a large portion of the population that sees it as wrong as eating meat. But my choice not to eat meat was that my body basically rejected it. I still ate it until my body saw otherwise. So I started to stop craving meat and then when I would eat meat, I would feel you know, not very well in the body and the next day I would feel like I have a hangover. So now I don't eat meat, not because I see it as wrong to eat meat, 
but just because our body has rejected it, and that's perfectly fine. Yes. A lot of people are perfectly healthy eating meat. There's no problem with that. So it's, you know, everybody is different. I know I'm very sensitive to energy. Um, a lot of people who channel would be very sensitive to food. And, um, you know, I'm also aligned to the original seven-level system of Reiki, and that makes me extra more sensitive. So um, it's been an interesting journey with food. But, yeah, I, I feel so much more energized now that I'm listening more to my body. Yeah. I'm the same way with shellfish. I don't do well with crab or shrimp or anything in a shell, um, lobster, any of that stuff. And that's just me. Yeah. Other people think you're crazy, though. That's the problem. <laughs> you know, I had a girlfriend who had celiac disease. She couldn't have gluten at all. And her, her entire family thought she was crazy her whole life. She had serious problems with it until she mm. quit um, gr you know, bread altogether, quit, quit gluten altogether. And then she was perfectly healthy after that. But her family you know, gave her a hard time for it when she was around 17 trying to figure it out. Mm. Yeah. All right. I'll yep. go to the next paragraph. Yep. How you see your body is somewhat limited. Your body is highly advanced as it was born through the earth system, through the system that was created for you in your expansion intentions. The full power of your body is not yet fully recognized in your society. Therefore, information about wellness can be somewhat limited. If it resonates with you, then it is for you in your journey. If it doesn't resonate with you, it does not mean that it won't resonate with others and that it won't be an important part of their journey. Your body is also not a victim to its environment. It has ways that you cannot fully comprehend in maintaining its well-being and alignment to what spirit wanted to explore in it. You are the children of the earth and as such, you are always connected to us and the energy systems that sustain your body and life force to the energy systems that are unique to the earth and to the mirrored energy systems within your body. All is a micro of the macro and all that is occurring in your reality is for you. Yeah, we seem to see ourselves as the individual and as you know, as in victims of the environment, that sort of thing. But every living cell in our body is seeking and receiving well-being and is exploring physical reality just as it intended. And without the negative influence of your belief system and the thoughts that you think, that the body will naturally gravitate towards well-being at all times. That's right. Yeah. It's following that guidance and um, what people maybe not realize is that we are the micro of earth, of Gaia, you know, like we have energy systems within our beings, you know, chakras, meridian systems, for instance, and earth actually has that also, you know, there are such things as earth chakras and ley lines or song lines. So it actually mirrors the actual human body and that's just one bit of, you know, facts that helps you to understand that we are actually one like um in the middle of australia uluru that's one earth chakra and i believe mount is it mount shasta in america i think that's one earth chakra too but it's a few points around the world and 
you know, in Australian culture, our Indigenous people, you know, they actually recognise these song lines, these ley lines, and they do, you know, healing ceremonies along these lines and they believe that healing gets carried through across the earth um, via these lines. And just like the meridians in our body, we do different modalities to assist in healing. So it's just interesting how we are actually a mirror of earth and all that is. So I love how Gaia highlights that, the fact that we are actually one. So there's nothing wrong happening in our environment. There are changes that are occurring and because of that, you know, our bodies may be quite sensitive to certain things, but it's all for us. It's all part of our journey here. Yeah, and change is really the thing that you have to grasp here because we came here because every moment would be different. We would be going on this roller coaster ride through life where every single moment is different than the next. Everything is always changing. We don't want to come into a stagnant environment because that wouldn't give us the opportunity to expand or have contrast. And, but we've been talking a lot about energy of places and Sedona, Arizona here is considered to be this high energy place that I've been to before and really felt it. And uh, another friend of mine has lived for a while in Cairo, in Egypt. Mm, That's that's an earth chakra as well, Egypt, yeah. yeah. And she says it's unbelievable about the energy of that city. That's so on my bucket list. I'm so going there. (laughs) Since I was a kid, I've been on my bucket list. I will get there eventually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So you are part of the earth. Uh, As your body is highly advanced. Did we do that one yet? No. Um, No, we did not. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. As your body is highly advanced, your body will tell you what it prefers. The key is resistance. You are resisting what others are telling you, what science is telling you, or are you resistant to what your body is telling you? Once you let go of all judgment, let go of resistance, then you will be guided to your unique way of exploring health and wellness. You may be guided to eat or not eat certain foods, to live in certain environments or not. All is perfect and all is guiding you to live in your unique expression of life. No harm can come to you if you believe it. If harm does appear, then it is also for you. According to your life contracts, ask yourself what feels good for you to eat and still feels good after you have eaten it. This is then a food that empowers your journey of well-being. The opposite is also true. If you have a negative reaction from a stimuli, whether in your environment or one that is ingested, then it may not be for you. It is not wrong. However, it is not empowering your wellness journey. Changing your belief system around what is healthy and unhealthy will assist you on your journey. Okay, so you have to come to a place of neutrality. You can't believe what others are telling you. Nothing outside of you matters. Everything is within. In America, we had this ridiculous food pyramid where it said small amount of meats at the top and big amounts of grains at the bottom, right? And this is what we were told to eat. And now we know it was complete fabrication. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and there was like some interference by the sugar company in there. And, you know, there's all kinds of things, right? <clears throat> and, you know, also in marketing, it's considered normal to have a six pack of Coke a day, you know, <laughs> enjoy life, all these things. So what are you to believe? Are you to believe science, which proved to be wrong in that food pyramid, proved to be wrong in the sugar th thing uh, versus carbs? Uh, you know, all kinds of things that they're sort of manipulated there. Are you to believe religion? Don't eat pork on whatever days or don't eat, only eat fish on Fridays. You know, that comes from an age old dogma or are you to believe your body, you know? And mm -hmm. the silly thing is when they do a scientific study of a food, they can't possibly do it scientifically because you can't control for food because everyone's unique. And so you say, okay, well, meat is bad for people. Well, it depends how much meat are they eating? What are they eating with it? Are they drinking? Are they smoking? Are they jogging? Are they, are they fit? Are they lean? Are, you know, how old are they? All these things, you can't do it. My father uh, at one point was on, I don't know, 20 different medications. And I'm like, dad, take this medication and this medication and you, those three things. Has there ever been a trial about that? How do they know how these two medicines interact with your body? Now add 18 more, there's no way they can know, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. And he finally figured it out, um, lost a bunch of weight, started exercising and then went off most of them, but still kept a bunch of them around. But he believes totally in these statins, you know, and all these other kinds of drugs. And uh, yeah. you know what's interesting is that in the states, um, you guys have a lot of advertising, don't you? Yeah, for on, our drugs. Like, like on drugs on TV. See, in Australia, we don't we don't have that. Yeah. Like um, you know, anti-anxiety medications and all these kind of things. We don't have. Um, we don't have that in in Australia. We have the general like Panadol and things like that, but nothing yeah. like prescription. None of that's advertised on TV. So that actually, I think, helps our country to make you help with the belief system that oh, we need that drug to assist us. So I'm very grateful that we have that in our country. So because I know it, I can't remember. I remember when I did my um, counselling degree, there were some massive stats I know in America about dependency on you know certain medications and you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's well, not needed, you know, for, yeah. for extreme for extreme cases. Yes, maybe it's beneficial, but not to mild to moderate. They um, uh, have to tell you what the side effects are on all these pills. Yeah. And uh, the yeah. side effects are so gruesome and gory. <laughs> and it's like, well, how does that work? Does that make people not want them or does that make people get them and then get, and then get worried about all these terrible side effects, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, the thing is that generally speaking, if something has started occurring in your body, it's because of this momentum of resistance that you've lived under for a long, yeah. long time. And something could cure that. So you could be led to a drug. And if your belief system was aligned with that drug, that drug could work for you or surgery or mm -hmm. some other change in, their, in your lifestyle. But generally speaking, the cure is going to be the release of resistance around whatever the cause of that thing was or whatever the attachment is. Yeah. And, and like as a counselor, I did a lot of study around this, like any depressants, anti-anxiety. 
And what the research shows that it actually only is beneficial, you know, for, for more severe cases and yeah, it might give you some respite, but for mild to moderate um, experiences, meditation is just as, in, as effective as, anti de- as um, depression and anti-anxiety medications. That's very interesting and I, know, I don't know how the states are, but in, America, uh, in Australia, a lot of the time it's like you go into the doctor and you're like, oh, I'm feeling a bit depressed. Here, have some pills. Oh, sure. So <laughs> it's like that here and there's been a lot of talk lately how these psych medicines if mm-hmm. you really do the research they don't yeah. work at all better than lithium lithium is that one yeah of them? lithium so, is uh for like bipolar generally yeah and that's salt is what that is mm. you know so it's naturally occurring um but the reason that it's so hard for a it's so expensive for a drug to get on the market is because it has to beat a placebo and 99% of drugs can never beat a placebo. Mm -hmm. They can't even beat the placebo when the people know it's a placebo. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and that's why meditation is so beneficial. Like the actual evidence shows that meditation is just as effective for mild to moderate cases. If it's a, if it's a case where, you know, the, the, you know, you, what you're experiencing as a mental disease is so extreme that meditation is not a bit beneficial, then yes, it may assist you to get to a point where then meditation is beneficial for you, that you can actually quiet the mind enough to do meditation. But, um, you know, like you said, it's all to do with our belief system. So if you believe something's going to work, it will work, and that has a physiological effect on the body. It's Another interesting part of this is, too, is that, our perception of reality is so unique that we can't even fathom what other people are thinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a really interesting case I read about where this guy was going to go to jail for something silly. So he claimed he was insane, right? And so they put him in a mental hospital and he wrote the story. And he said once he got in, it was impossible to prove he was sane. Oh. had so many things. Well, there's proof you're in, you know, this kind of behavior is proof you're insane. Well, then he tried something else. Well, that kind of behavior proves you're insane. And he was in there for twice as long as he would have been if he was in jail. And finally, some organization got him out of there. But, you know, so we don't yeah. have a perception of what that is. We're of just course. children in this, in this study of what people are really perceiving. Yeah. Especially people that, you know, I, I do know that it can be very detrimental to, you know, your everyday life, for instance, people that are experiencing severe mental disease, you know, such as bipolar, schizophrenia, for instance, yes, and okay, medication may be beneficial. But, you know, a lot of the Indigenous cultures, they recognise a lot of these diseases as a part of a, a spiritual shift, a part of, you know, an exploration. It's not really, it's only Western society that we see this as a, as a physical, you know, disease, something is wrong with you. I know like with indigenous communities here, I don't know about indigenous in the States. I'm sure they have their own version is that they're so connected to the ancestors. They often hear, um, you know, the voices of the ancestors, but, you know, they're not crazy or going through mental disease. It's part of their culture and it's part of their abilities to connect with non-physical. So, you know, once upon a time, Gary, if the public you knew were channeling, they maybe threw us in a mental asylum, you know? Absolutely. I'm waiting for them to come take me away anytime time now, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the next one. All right. You are part of the earth. And as such, 
we encourage you to explore sustenance and resources of the earth. We encourage you to connect to the elements on earth and we encourage you to trust that your body is always in a state of perfection. In this time of great awakening, there are energetic systems that are being switched on within you that allows you to connect more to the mother and to the perfection of your being. Your being can be highly sensitized. However, it has powerful ways to remain aligned amidst many dynamics in the illusion of reality. Follow your curiosities with an open heart as you practice the releasement of resistance and judgment and you will discover the powerful being that you are and the powerful form you were born into. This is the exploration of self. We love you dearly. You are always connected to us. You are one with us. The changes that are occurring in your consciousness is changing your being. And as we are one, changes and shifts are occurring in the energy systems that create your earth. All is expanding and as such, all is asked to release, to evolve. You are living in the middle of this change. The changes you see around you are a part of this expansion process. The perceptions on how you see this process is due to your belief systems. Know that all is occurring the way it's supposed to be. According to your pre-birth intentions, the intentions of the human collective, the intentions of us and the intentions of source. Know that all is perfect and all is expanding with divine will. Follow the call of your heart to remember that we are one. We love you for we are one. Gaya. All right. And this paragraph is really important to, re to remember that <clears throat> we are amazingly perfect as we are now, yet we spend, we could spend 99.9% .9 of our time appreciating how healthy we are. And yet, if there's any little problem, we put all of our focus on that thing because, because we have this misperception of what perfection is. And so we actually take ourselves out of alignment through this illusion of imperfection. If we understand that we're perfect as we are now, and then we will expand towards more and more well-being as we release our judgment and That's our right. attachment to how we perceive the ideal body should be, uh, you know, that's how you create well-being or enable well-being. Well-being is always flowing. We're just either yes. aligned or not. Yeah. You know, and there may be a lot of fears in society about, you know, around your body, about what is happening to the earth, but it's all part of the changes, like Gaia is saying here. Because we are a micro of the macro, because of the great awakening, you know, 
shifts are occurring and we are we have aspects of our energy systems within us that have laid dormant and they're actually being switched on now so there's a lot of changes and a lot of you know purging of the unwanted you know limited software so we may feel this also in the physical body and because we are the micro of the macro Gail is also going through these changes to align to this new state of consciousness and you know just recently in the last week or two weeks has been quite a few you know earthquakes around the world like a few days ago, there was one um, in part of Australia. Um, last night in Bali, there was some earthquakes. I know in LA last week, there was earthquakes. So, it, you know, that's evidence of the shifts that's occurring with Gaia. All is perfect and all is a releasement of unlimited programming because they are all part of us, all the beings, all that is, is all part of us. We are one. So if there's a shift in consciousness and expansion, all must also shift. So what you may see as fears in our society is a releasement of the human collective of, you know, unwanted limiting programming. You, you may see it as us going backwards, but it's actually part of the illusion. It's actually the opposite. It's the releasement of the old. So um, now that everything is perfect, you know, even, you know, even animals. I know in a lot of spiritual communities, and yes, it's part of practicing compassion, compassion to the animals, yes, but it's also not wrong not to eat animals because they also have pre-birth intentions. They also have contracts. So they are on this earth um, and some of them have chosen to be animals so that we can have sustenance from them. So it's actually not wrong from a higher perspective. Yes, it may seem wrong in the illusion because we see them as part of us. They are, they are one, but in high truth, because they are one, they came here for this intention. So yeah, no, you no animals are dying of old age or yeah, yeah. And you might see, you know, a lot of people may see that is barbaric and, you know, for us to eat animals, but it's part of the animal's journey also. Well, that, that not eating animals is fear. You That's know. right. It's just fear. Right. And um, like, for me, you know, for me, for instance, I'm not eating animals because of fear of wrong, of fear is something is wrong. I'm just doing it because my body has rejected it. You know, my husband is the biggest eat meter in the world. I have no issues with it, all right? And I know a lot of people do have issues with people eating meat, but from a higher perspective, yes, you can have compassion to animals, compassion to your brothers and sisters because we are one. However, understand that they also pre-birth intentions. So if you eat meat, there is there should be no guilt there because if you feel guided, if it feels good for you to eat meat, then it is for you. If it doesn't well, feel good for you to eat meat, then it's not for you. Even more than that, if there's guilt there, you know you're looking at an illusion. That's right. Because guilt is a negative emotion. Your inner self is telling you you're not looking at reality. And by the way, uh, Gaia is having a hot flash here in North Carolina. It's <laughs> steamy. All right, oh, really? let's go on to Joshua's answer. Dear Nancy, your beliefs are the thoughts you think. The thoughts and beliefs form your vibration. Your vibration creates, attracts your reality. If you had different thoughts and beliefs, you would have a different vibration and attract a new reality. Therefore, your power of creation is affected by the beliefs you choose to hold. Since you have control over the thoughts you think and the beliefs you hold, you have the power to create your own reality. Since no one else can create your beliefs or thoughts, no one else has the power to create your reality. Your beliefs come from two sources, personal experience and from the influence of others. Since other people create in their own reality, they create conditions and experiences based on their unique vibration. Their vibration is unique because their perception of reality, the thoughts they think, and the beliefs they hold on to are also unique. 
Therefore, it's not beneficial to adopt the limiting beliefs of others simply because they have adopted those same beliefs. Mm. Hey, this is a really uh, interesting thing about and benefit, you know, it's, it really dives deep into beliefs here. Beliefs are neither true or false. They're either simply limiting or beneficial. Let's assume you had direct experience with something and from your experience, you formed a belief. Beliefs from direct experience tend to be more intense. However, the belief from your own experience is also neither true or false. Even your own experiences can lead to limiting or beneficial beliefs. You tend to believe they're true, but they were only experienced by another version of you, one that no longer exists. And so you can follow away those experiences uh, with old, with the old vibration that was present within you at the time. Okay, so in the bigger picture here, beliefs are not true or false. They're either limiting or beneficial. If they're beneficial, they're aligned with love, they're aligned with you. If they're limiting, they're just preventing you from feeling good and being in alignment. That's all they're doing. And from moving forward, right? Um, so if you love meat and you feel guilty for eating meat, that's a limiting belief. Your yeah. inner self is telling you that and it's not serving you. It's an illusion. Mm -hmm. um, now, Joshua goes on to say, you have direct experience that creates beliefs and you adopt the vast majority of your beliefs by other people, right? And so you can easily say, well, the, the beliefs you adopt from other people, well, those are their beliefs based on their vibration. And most of those beliefs were adopted from other people too. And they're just trying to tell you something. Yeah. Uh, and it's all attachment as well. Attachment of what you should be doing, you know, especially yeah. as a healthy body, as a spiritual being exploring, you know, exploring this journey, we tend to feel like, oh, we should be doing certain things and we judge ourselves if we do something otherwise or what society or the community tells us to do. But very few of our thoughts are, I'm sorry, of our beliefs are based on personal experience, you know. And so, but even a personal experience when you were a kid doesn't apply to you anymore. I could not eat any meat when I was a kid. I could only eat tuna fish or chicken, mostly tuna. I remember going to a Cub Scout thing where we're, we're camping overnight in San Diego, and I brought my little can of tuna and put it in the water because I could not eat hot dogs or hamburgers with the other kids. Maybe it was just hamburgers. And it's like I had to sneak out there. I brought my can opener with me. There was no pop lid back then, and I had to open my tuna and eat it with my fingers out of a can <laughs> in private because everyone else would have thought it was crazy. Um, I still can't eat water. I've never liked watermelon. I hate watermelon. Everyone mm. loves watermelon. You know, I personally now I can eat meat now. I couldn't eat meat when I was a kid. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. A lot of people are the opposite. <laughs> a lot of people are the opposite. Yeah. And maybe, you know, um, and I don't really eat. I've gone through a different stage about eating meat because I was, there's a thing called the carnivore diet. Have you heard of that? Mm, no. Okay. There's a Facebook group. There's like hundreds of thousands of people, maybe millions of people who only eat red meat. And when I say only meat, I mean meat and salt and that's it. Oh, really? Okay. Nothing I know the paleo diet is a lot of, is it paleo? They have paleo a lot of meat. has vegetables and stuff, but, uh, yeah. but this is strictly red meat. Oh, interesting. No lettuce, no spinach, no mushrooms, no nothing else but salt and red meat. Now, for some of the people that I've, that I've heard about, it's cured all kinds of problems that they've had. 
mm. like crazy problems, like crazy depression and crazy health issues. And, and everyone who's on it has lost weight, but it's just like any other elimination diet. And so that's for some people. And if it's yeah. for them, great. And if it's for you, great. But you don't have to adopt that if it's not for you. And I could never adopt that. And I was actually watching part of a, a um, show. It's a, what is it? Um, Body Hack. Tom Sampson, I think his name uh -huh. was. Anyway, he went on this episode. He was in Siberia. And because it's so cold in the environment, obviously a lot of fresh foods, uh, fresh you know, vegetables and things doesn't really grow. So they rely on meat. So they eat reindeer. And for them to keep alive, they actually eat freshly killed meat because of the the um the reaction with the body when you eat freshly like freshly eat freshly killed meat animal basically so um they actually rely on that to keep them alive so there is benefit for eating animals in some circumstances it's it's all to do with your belief system so you know the animals are also part of us they are one with us but however they also have pre-birth intentions to explore that um journey to be food if, it, if they chose to be food you know for us but Inuits in Alaska in the winter eat solely seal blubber. Mm. No, all fat, you know, all fat and some meat, but mostly fat, right? They have the highest okay. fat diets and they're, and they're not overweight, you know, <laughs> they're, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. So yeah, that's their science telling you that you can't have fat. And we're learning now that a lot of fats are really important. Mm, okay. Yes. And that's just a limiting belief if you don't like to have fat. So don't worry about that. Love. Okay. Once you attract anything in this reality, it is not possible to push it away. However, in the case of limiting beliefs, if they no longer limiting, limit you from acting on inspiration, they do not adversely affect you. Some beliefs will never be diminished to the point where no fear exists, and this is perfectly fine. For you can always find devices that allow you to reasonably push past fear to do what you're inspired to do. So this is a, in response to her first question, you know, if we have a limiting belief and we're learning how to process our limiting beliefs and reduce the intensity, we know in this reality, we can't push anything away. Once we've attracted it, it's with us eternally, but we can dial down the intensity of limiting beliefs for the sole purpose of being able to act on inspiration. If you receive inspiration to act and you have a limiting belief, it will bring up fear and you won't push past that fear. If you dial down that limiting belief, the fear will also be reduced in intensity and you can push past the fear. And so Joshua says, if the fear is too intense, you can engage devices that help you push past the fear. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the next, next is an example. And, and, also, and, and just before we go on, just with limiting beliefs, how it's saying that, you know, they're attracted to us and always be with us in some form, that is, you know, because of the state of duality. So as long as our collective's in a state of duality, there will always be that fear there. However, on saying that, we are in the transition now to becoming one in our conscious awareness. So when we become one in the conscious awareness, then limiting beliefs will no longer be needed, but we are not there yet. We're still in that transition. And because of that, you're right, we still have limiting beliefs. Even if we work on them and we reduce them, they are still there. And, um, you know, they pop up every now and then. And that's why, you know, it gets nuanced and nuanced, these, these fears within us. So um, it's, as long as we're part of duality consciousness, then we will have fears. Um, okay, imagine if you were inspired to skydive. We could tell you that without your limiting beliefs, you could easily jump out of a plane and land safely without a parachute. 
Since you will never reduce the intensity of this limiting belief to that extent, you must incorporate a device and so you use a parachute. Now, if you still feel fear, you can incorporate other devices. Maybe you research the low odds of dying during skydiving. Maybe you talk to others who are avid skydivers. Maybe you try a tandem partner on your skydive. These are all viable devices to incorporate in order to do what you're inspired to do. You know, fear of flying. Everyone has a fear of flying to some extent. We've all reduced our fear of flying generally by pushing past that fear and building confidence that nothing's going to go wrong. But we can, we can even go further. You can realize that the safest form of travel is by flying in a plane, that you're much more likely to die in your own car or riding a bicycle, uh, these sort of things. And so we use these to help us push past the fear to do something we're inspired to do. Okay, let's say you're inspired to eat foods that contribute to your overall health and well-being. Knowing what you now know about the laws of the universe would be better to maintain your alignment and be inspired to certain foods and activities, or would be better to hold on to your limiting beliefs and rally against the industrial food mechanism? Would it be better, based on your current belief system, to, what, to eat whatever you want to eat or to incorporate the device of supplements? Would your body feel better personally with less sugar or more sugar? Have you experienced any of this personally, or are you adopting the beliefs of those paralyzed by fear? Okay, so there's a lot in that paragraph. Mm. Um, you know, <clears throat> you, you might have this belief that you're not getting all the nutrients from the foods you're, you're eating. And so if you're guided to supplements to calm that fear, that's perfectly acceptable. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if that's a device you want to use to eat the foods you're inspired to eat, you know, um, that's perfectly fine. Going to the doctor is perfectly fine if that aligns with your belief system, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but rallying against something in order to try and protect others or stop something you think is wrong is only going to cause you to focus more on the wrongness and attract that into your reality. And that's right. And um, as Gary was saying, there's a physiological response with the body. And, um, you know, what Gaia says as well is that all we need is actually in earth, in the soil. So to get the vitamins, uh, you know, if you think you're vitamin deficient, for instance, you know, all the nutrients that you need is here on earth. We are born here onto the world as a human and as such our mother gay provides for us so everything that we need is here we don't actually need to eat processed food as part of belief system fear of you know lack of time the convenience so we want you know fast foods and so forth but all we all the sustenance that we need is in the earth so you know if you're worried about vitamin deficiency then eat more vegetables from yeah. the ground because that is for us it's, it helps our energy systems because it's from the earth and we are also from the earth yeah. so that's one way to get more sustenance from that simple action of just eating more fruit and vegetables yep okay last paragraph as you move through this boot camp process you'll be analyzing your fears are they rational or irrational you will be processing your beliefs are they limiting or beneficial you will be receiving inspiration and pushing past fear you will not take your beliefs for granted. You will not haphazardly adopt other people's limiting beliefs. You will no longer support your own limiting beliefs. 
You will no longer live in fear of all these imagined threats. You will become more aware and consciously live in love by examining your beliefs. Do they serve the authentic version of you or are they simply limiting you to a life less than what you intended to live? With our love, we are Joshua. This is a, you know, these two compatible uh, perspectives and you can really feel one's coming from the earth. And one is coming from practical Joshua, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Nancy is in the boot camp right now, so there's a lot of, you know, we're starting week two, and there's a lot of talk about beliefs in the first two, two weeks of the boot camp. And so this is where people are coming in with these, you know, general fears that all of us have, and they're moving to a new place of understanding. And by the end of it, they're not going to, haphazardly believe these these nonsense things that society is all afraid of. We got to realize that we live in a society that's full of fear and we can opt out of that fear. You know, we don't have to abide by everyone else's fear. When you get to the stage, you just look at people and be like, okay, another fear, another fear. People are just talking about negative stuff. You know, it's all this stuff where they're living in fear. We're living in a different reality outside of that. It's so clear yeah. now to see it. And, you know, if you have a negative reaction, then it's actually a mirror of what is occurring within you for we are one. If you did not, you know, have these limited beliefs about yourself, then you would not see anything as, as wrong. So that's an indicator that you see, you know, people are wrong, people's actions are wrong, conditions are wrong. It's actually part of you Absolutely. that has limited belief systems. So that's a key to go inwards. Know that everything is perfect and all is one. When you judge someone else or something, you're actually judging yourself. So would you judge yourself consciously? So when you accept all is perfect and all is happening the way it's supposed to, even though it may seem unwanted, is all part of the process. It's a part of, you know, a purge, you know, letting go, a releasement of what no longer is needed. Because it's a time of great awakening, we are releasing a lot of limited programming. And um, this changes are, you can see that in society, you can see that actually in the earth with all these, you know, earth shifts that's occurring, like earthquakes and so forth. But it's all perfect. It's all part of the expansion process. And once you can accept that and see it from a higher perspective that is actually occurring for us and that is perfect and you release that resistance, you will then be guided more easily to the, to the foods that are for you, the environments that are for you and so forth. It's what you said there is really the key that if you think something is wrong, then you have just found a limiting belief. That's right. And people do not want to give up what they think is wrong. They want to fight and argue that is wrong. No, it's not wrong. It's, it may not be for you, but it may be for someone else. And if you think it's wrong from your perspective, it's tied to a limiting belief without the limiting belief. You couldn't think it's wrong. And this is the first place to start. Give up this idea of right and wrong. That's duality. And embrace mm -hmm. this idea of neutrality that something can only be judged as wrong from someone's limited perspective. If it's your limited perspective, then there's a limiting belief there that causes you to see this wrong. Work on that. Don't try and change the condition. That's right. Powerful stuff with these conversations. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's an hour. Look how fast that went. Oh, awesome. Boom. Boom. All right. <laughs> Tell the 6.3 million people listening to this right now how they can find you. 
All right. Well, you can find all the information on my website at beingsofthelight.com. So there you'll find links, you know, to all social media communities. I invite you to join Facebook group Beings of the Light with Kimberly Community. You'll see links to Patreon where we engage in exclusive content there. You can interact on live sessions. Also, you know, we've got Instagram, YouTube channel. A lot of the sessions, actually the majority of the sessions through Patreon are put publicly. So you can watch that there. We've got, you know, um, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, where we have sessions too. We also have an exclusive high-dimensional therapy series on there also. So, yeah, if you're inspired, check it out. Awesome. And if you would like to ask Joshua and the Beings of Light your own question, send it to joshuaquestions at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Friends of Joshua Facebook group. And if you're interested in learning more about the um, Healthy Mind and Fit Body Bootcamp that Tracy is starting anytime now, um, give... Give us a, uh, we'll send another email to joshuaquestions at gmail and I'll forward it to her. Otherwise, thank you all for being here. This has been fun as always. Thank you, Kimberly. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. See you later. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.